Welcome to the Luke Messia Show. With new years come new beginnings. And if you watch this show and don't listen to it, then you'll see another little adjustment that we made to the set here. Um, I talked to y'all about the transition we made with the new set, and yet we have really creative people that want to keep being creative on this team and thought that this set could look better. I really do miss, uh, again, if you watch it, there's like this, there was this little San Antonio road sign that somebody found. So I tried to incorporate that in the new set. They didn't want to do it. So no road sign, but I hope you enjoy the new set. Jumping right into the show, we're going to talk about the special election going on on January 30th. Now, this is in House District 2, and the special election runoff is between Jill Dutton and Brent Money. And Brent Money is somebody who conservatives have supported from early on. Senator Bob Hall, a conservative stalwart, has been supportive of Brent Money. Brent is somebody I consider to be a friend and somebody who you can trust to actually fight for all of us in Austin. Nate Schatzlein, Brian Harrison, Tony Tinderholt, all supporting Brent Money in that special election. The reason this election is important is because it is a bit of a preview of sorts. Um, it shows the momentum that's going on both sides. I personally don't like special elections. Uh, politically, I hate them. The reason I hate them is because Democrats vote in special elections. It's not a Republican primary. So you can actually win the Republican primary voters in a Republican district 55-45 or 60-40 and still lose if enough Democrats show up and all vote for the more liberal option. And that is something that Murphy Nassica, which is like a one of the largest political consulting firms here in Texas has done repeatedly on multiple occasions. They did it on Jake Elsey's race in Waxahachie when he ran for Congress. They did it with Drew Springer, Jordan Berry, and Murphy Nasca both did it together in Drew Springer's race when he ran in the open SD30 against Shelley Luther. They had a runoff and Democrats showed up and basically delivered that election for Drew Springer at the time. So I don't like special elections. I say in some ways it's a preview, and the in the way it's not is it's not a Republican primary. It's not like just Republicans are showing up to select the Republican nominee. But the good news is that Brent Money has Senator Ted Cruz, Attorney General Ken Paxton, Commissioner Sid Miller, and Governor Greg Abbott all supporting him in this seat. And on the other side, you have Texans for Lawsuit Reform, Associated Republicans of Texas, and a handful of smaller date-feeling cardinals like Reggie Smith and Jared Patterson. And so, yes, the Austin Swamp is trying to get Jill Dutton across the finish line, but I would say this is a situation where you have a pretty broad coalition on the other side. That special election is on January 30th, and I'm actually just going to go to a clip of a local stop. Ted Cruz actually went to the district and had between three and 400 people that showed up for his stop. Local media came, so let's just go to this clip real quick. Morning, Senator Ted Cruz making a visit to Van Zandt County. Yeah, he was in town to throw his support behind Brent Money, who is running against Jill Dutton to represent Texas House District 2 in the state legislature. The runoff election is set for later this month. Now, KETK's Annabelle Tuggle was there for the announcement and explains why Senator Cruz is supporting Brent Money. It is great to be with you at a time where the whole country is messed up. 
Senator Ted Cruz coming to Van Zandt County is exciting for some. But for others, it means something much deeper. I've lived here my whole life, and it is a very big honor to have him come. As about 317 Van Zandt County residents and House 2 candidate Brent Money supporters heard from Cruz not only about local issues, but also national ones. This isn't a battle between right and left. This is a battle between sane and crazy. And hearing from other speakers, including State Senator Bob Hall and Representative Brian Harrison. But one topic dominated nearly every speech, that of school choice. And I got to say, as you see other states leading on school choice, I am embarrassed that Texas is not yet. Which resident Cody Thompson says is what brought him to spend his Friday morning at this campaign. I want to protect my kids from the choices that, that the uh, politics are bringing into the school. School choice is also what Brent Money says his focus will be on if elected. School districts, many of them do a great job, but if they're not doing a great job for your kid, then you need to have an opportunity to take them somewhere else. And he adds Senator Cruz coming to support that effort means the world. He would take his time to come to a rural area and uh, and speak to a bunch of people who support him a lot. In Van Zandt County, Annabelle Tuggle, KTK News. And during November's special election, Money finished with 32% of the vote. His opponent, Jill Dutton, earned 25%. Next Monday evening, Dutton will hold a meet and greet for voters in Van. I'm excited about the momentum that we continue to see uh, in that Brent Money seat. Um, and it is going to be really interesting to see exactly how things pan out over the next several weeks. How much does Austin throw in? a lot of money to try to defeat Greg Abbott's pick in this race. Um, there's a lot of posturing going around, both in this race and all of these school choice races that are happening. We're actually going to overview today a bunch of the races happening. So one of the things I'm going to do very quickly for y'all so you get kind of a statewide perspective is I'm just going to go through all the races. Before we get there, though, I actually want to go to uh, Glenn Rogers. So Representative Tony Tinderholt went to Mike Alcott's campaign kickoff. And there is this kind of dumb rule that a bunch of the rhinos in Austin put into the Republican caucus bylaws where they said you are not allowed to engage in primaries against your colleagues. Now understand this, you are allowed to lie to your colleagues on the floor. You're allowed to cheat your colleagues. You're allowed to team up with Democrats to kill your colleagues' bills. You're allowed to team up with Democrats to pass their bills. You can do all that and stay in the Republican caucus. You can vote to impeach your own Republican officials, okay, with baseless claims that you have no evidence of. You're still in the Republican caucus. But if you dare use your First Amendment rights to actually talk to Republican voters and tell them, I personally would not vote for that Republican. I would vote for this Republican. You can get kicked out of the caucus. This is the incumbent protection program. And Representative Tony Tinderholt went to Mike Alcott's kickoff, which was attended by almost 500 people. It was like 450 something people. It was massive. Okay. There were pictures and video clips that were posted to this thing. It was, I, I, I have not seen another state representative campaign kickoff that was this size. Okay. Dade Feelings was like maybe half of this and half of them were lobbyists. I was looking at the pictures that Dade Feelings posted from his kickoff and I'm like, that guy's a lobbyist. That guy's a lobbyist. That guy lives in Austin. That guy lives in Austin. That guy lives in Austin. That guy's some head of association. He lives in Dallas. Basically all these people 
who are just trying to cozy up to the speaker, fly in, write it off as a business expense, and show up at his kickoff. That's the only reason he had actual people attending. So Tony Tinderholt goes to Mike Alcott's kickoff and has a couple words to share. Let's go to this clip. I, I, had, to make, I had to change my schedule when I found out that Alan wasn't going to be here. When they asked me to come, I said absolutely. And there's several reasons that I decided to come. Number one is that Mike very early on supported me before anybody else. You remember we had that dinner at the Mexican restaurant. You, me, Matt Rinaldi. Um, and we were deciding to run for office. And he supported us because he believed in limited government. He believed in you guys keeping the majority of your money in your pocket and that government excess taxation is in fact. He believed in all of the same principles that all of us in this room believe. And so it made it real easy for me to come here today to support Mike. Now, what you don't know is that there's this silly rule in the Republican House caucus that's called the Incumbent Protection Program. How many of you have heard of that? Or we're not supposed to endorse against uh, incumbents. So I'm not supposed to endorse against Mr. Glenn Rogers. But let me tell you, I am confident that this man right here will come and fight alongside me. And let me tell you, fighting, it ain't easy, but it's right. It's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the hard right over the easy wrong. The easy wrong is to go to Austin and do what you're told. And that is exactly what Mr. Rogers does. He does what he's told. Let me give you a couple of examples. I did an amendment to try to give you an additional $8 billion in tax relief. Would you have wanted that? You deserve it because we had over $32 billion that were overcollected. You deserve that $8 billion and he voted no on my amendment. That's pretty powerful, right? He voted no on school choice. How many in this room, just by a raise of hands, it's a, it's a priority. How many people in this room would like to see some level of school choice for children? Yeah. How many people in this room think that the Ken Paxton impeachment was an absolute scam and a theft of that? I was one of the people that spoke out against that. And whether you believe that he's done something wrong or not, that's not what mattered at that time. What mattered was the process. It was despicable, disgusting, and the Texas House should be ashamed of themselves. And that's why I wrote the House resolution to apologize to Ken Paxton. Guess what? It didn't move. They didn't want to apologize. But Glenn Rogers voted to impeach Ken Paxton. There were more Democrats than Republicans that voted to impeach the most effective uh, attorney general in the state's history. That's what this person is. And so I will tell you, I, I, I'm supposed to be pretty brief. I'll tell you that uh, Mike's endorsed by Governor Greg Abbott, by Ted Cruz, whose father's here. Good to see you again, sir. Uh, attorney, attorney General Paxton, Sid Miller, that's a great group of people. Parker County Commissioner Greg Conley and State Representative Tony Tindrell. The incumbent protection program is disgusting, despicable. It keeps horrible members in the Texas House that do what they're told. I want to fight with people that are willing to go to Austin and fight for you. And Michael, do it. And I endorse you. And I don't care about this stupid rule. Thank you. Bye. I'm grateful that Tony Tinderhold is willing to speak truth to power and has been willing to stand up last session and push back against many of the just kind of madness, much of the madness, I would say, in Austin. He's been willing to push back against all of the antics and games that liberal Austin swamp creatures play. And now he's going in to communities that are really close to his saying, hey, we do need something different and we are going to need it if we're going to stop the bottleneck 
that is the Texas House of Representatives. A couple days after Tony made that speech, there was an interesting article written at Texas Scorecard about Glenn Rogers. So Glenn Rogers has been losing support for his reelection. Okay. He only defeated Mike Alcott by 300 votes. And at the time, Governor Greg Abbott spent a couple hundred grand basically dragging him across the finish line, came to the district. Rick Perry came and did a stop in every single county. Actually, in some of the counties, he did a couple different stops, meeting with people, telling them why they needed to keep Glenn Rogers in the Texas legislature. Okay. These guys, Greg Abbott has now endorsed Mike Alcott. Rick Perry has withdrawn his endorsement from Glenn Rogers. He's nowhere to be found on the website. No type of events coming up. So Brandon Walton's decided to reach out to the people that were still on Glenn Rogers endorsements list and just ask them, hey, is there a reason you've decided to endorse Glenn Rogers against the governor? Very simple, I guess. I don't know exactly what he said, but he reaches out to these people. And guess what? Congressman Roger Williams, who's kind of the prominent person right on the front of Glenn Rogers endorsement page. Roger Williams has lived in Parker County for a long time, is a well-known, respected businessman, attends church there. So Roger Williams is a good person to have on your team. Glenn Rogers says Roger Williams has this big, beautiful quote about him. They call Congressman Williams. I'm not endorsing Glenn Rogers. Oh, okay. Got it. Then David Spiller. David Spiller is a state representative. He's an impeachment manager against Ken Paxton. He lives right next to that district. His district kind of surrounds that area. They reach out to David Spiller. Hey, you are endorsing Glenn Rogers. You're on his endorsement list. You're a sitting state representative. You're a Dade feeling guy. Just wanted to know your rationale behind endorsing Glenn Rogers. He says, I haven't endorsed Glenn Rogers. Then they reach out to Drew Springer. Again, Drew Springer is more conservative than Glenn Rogers, by the way, by quite a bit. But also, he's not known as some like massive stalwart conservative fighter. Drew Springer, where do you stand on this race? Yeah, I'm not endorsing Glenn Rogers. So Glenn ends up just taking his whole endorsement page down. Because there were three people that Brandon asked, and all three of them said they weren't endorsing. So for all, I guess we know every single person on that list hasn't endorsed Glenn Rogers. These are people that had his back two years ago. These are people that told everybody in their community and put their name on all of his material. I am backing Glenn Rogers. They're not supporting him because he's one of the most liberal Republicans in the Texas House, consistently voting with Democrats. He's fighting Republicans more than he fights Democrats. That's where we're at. And that's what we're up against. And so all of these Republicans are continuing to step up and saying, yeah, we're not okay with that continuing. And so it's encouraging to see. Did you know you can watch Texas Scorecard on your TV? If you have a Roku or Apple TV device, download the free Texas Scorecard app. There you can find all the great Texas Scorecard video content, like daily headlines, the Luke Messias show, Heads Up, and Scorecard documentaries. Download the Texas Scorecard app for free on Roku or Apple TV. People like Glenn Rogers have survived far too long by basically being able to be just good enough for everybody in Austin to say, we're going to go in and go big and try to keep this guy here. And those people are finally pulling back and saying, no, we're not okay with Glenn Rogers. And you're starting to see that at a local level and at a state level. Now, I want to just kind of 
overview a bunch of races happening very quickly, a long list. A lot of you are in certain areas of the state. So if you're in North Texas, you might know more of the races going on in North Texas. If you're in Collin County, maybe you know the slate of conservatives running in Collin County, but you don't know what's going on in Houston. So what I'm going to do real quickly is I'm just going to kind of go. There's no particular order. I just put all this together and we're going to go through different races so we kind of get an idea of what's actually happening, right? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start here. So you have Abraham George running against Candy Noble in House District 89. Candy Noble was elected in Collin County, ran as kind of a conservative, got there, supported the impeachment of Ken Paxton, became really just like another participant in the general Austin swamp. A.J. Lauterback and Jeff Bauknight are running in the Jeannie Morrison seat. Um, A.J. Uh, is probably the more conservative person in that race. Jeff Bauknight is the mayor of Victoria who literally voted to raise property taxes while he was mayor. He got elected and then he went to the library and asked them to like keep inappropriate books in the library. So that's not good to do and then run as a conservative Republican, but that's Mayor Jeff Bachnight in Victoria, Texas. Jeannie Morrison was a very long serving member of the Texas House. And so when she leaves, she's probably one of the 10 most senior members of the legislature. She's retiring. Alan Schoolcraft is running against John Kempel. Alan Schoolcraft is a state representative who served in the 80s. Actually, this guy got elected in 1981 to 1993, ran against, is running against John Kempel. There's also Greg Switzer, and I believe another person, I don't know the other person in that race, but these three individuals are running against John Kempel, and John Kempel is a very liberal Republican who's also one of the 16 incumbents that voted with the Democrats to kill school choice and to protect teacher unions. Now, there were 21 Republicans that did that, but five of them are not seeking re-election. So that leaves 16 incumbents that are now the target of people like Governor Abbott and other school choice. If you're somebody who that is your key issue, that's the issue you care most about and you want to work most on, then the John Kempel Allen Schoolcraft Greg Switzer race will be one that you want to actually look at and follow. Andy Hopper is running again against Lynn Stuckey. Andy Hopper um, is a longtime conservative activist. Lynn Stuckey is a very liberal Republican. Uh, Andy lost by 88 votes two years ago when he ran against Lynn and is running again for that seat. That's in Wise County and Denton County. Cole Hefner has two opponents, Jeff Fletcher and Dewey Collier, who are both running um, to hold him accountable. He, again, is somebody who was all on board impeaching Ken Paxton. He also serves in powerful positions under Dade Phelan's regime. And uh, the Calendars Committee, which Cole Hefner serves on, is, is a committee that kills a lot of Republican policy. Um, and so he basically participates with Dustin Burroughs as kind of one of his under lieutenants, in a sense, on that committee to kill a ton of GOP policy. Barry Warnick is a guy running against Morgan Meyer uh, in Highland Park, Park City's area. Morgan's also an impeachment manager against Ken Paxton, a very liberal Republican. The most liberal Republican in the Texas House is who Morgan Meyer is. Morgan's a nice guy if you meet him one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. He's easy to get along with, but he votes with Democrats more often than any other Republican, and that is a bit of a problem, I think, to most Republicans, which makes sense. Um, Kyle Biederman is running against Ellen Troxclair again in the Texas Hill Country. That's House District 19. Carissa Richardson is running against Frederick Frazier as well as Chuck Branch. And so you have two people, both conservatives, running against Frederick Frazier. All you got to do is go to texascorecard.com, Google Frederick Frazier, or search it in the search bar. You're going to have a bunch of articles about how Frederick Frazier's impersonated government officials. By the way, he's a cop, so he knows you can't impersonate another government official, but he did so anyways and was dishonorably discharged from the Dallas Police Department um, because of committing crimes. 
And then you have Katrina Pearson against Justin Holland. Um, and uh, Dennis London is also running in that race. You have two different conservatives who are running against Justin Holland in the Rockwall County race. It also has a lip of Collin County in that district as well. Justin Holland not only was one of the 16 Republicans who's seeking re-election that voted against school choice, but also voted to try to pass gun control last session, is a very liberal Republican. Um, and so, and again, I could, uh, if I saw Justin tomorrow, I'd say, Hey, Justin, Hey Luke, how you doing? What's going on? I don't have a personal problem with Justin Holland's existence. I do greatly disagree with his desire to consistently vote with Democrats to pass liberal policy. So if I was a constituent in his district, I would vote according to my own kind of principles and the things I actually want to see happen policy wise. There's an open seat in four prices race. Now, Four Price, uh, again, if you meet him, very nice, respectable guy, but also pretty consistent liberal Republican voter in the Amarillo area. Uh, the kind of lead candidate that most people see as the most likely to succeed him is a young woman named Caroline Fairley, and she's already received the endorsement of Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz and Sid Miller and Ken Paxton and Ronnie Jackson and Kevin Sparks and everybody in that area, the mayor of Amarillo, mayor of a bunch of cities. The Fairley family has been a longtime conservative activist in Amarillo, very respected, and she, uh, in her own right, has been a successful businesswoman. And so you just see Caroline stepping up and uh, everyone sees that as a real likely potential conservative upgrade. Um, there's an open seat going on for Craig Goldman, who is seeking the congressional seat left by Kate Granger. And I think I'm going to get these. There's a young woman. I can't ever remember her name. She's a lobbyist, I think, of some sort. And then there's a guy named Steve McQueenie. And then there's a woman named Cheryl Bean. And they are all running to replace Craig Goldman in Fort Worth. Darren Meese um, is running against Jeff Leach and Darren is a sitting city councilman in the district. I don't know whether he had to resign his seat to run against Jeff, but he is running with the endorsement of Ken Paxton and the support of all the local grassroots in that area. David Covey, of course, as y'all know, is running against Dade Phelan. Uh, David is, uh, Alicia Davis is also another candidate running in that race, which means that it could potentially go to a runoff. Um, but David was on the SREC, has been a longtime Republican activist, has received the endorsement of Sid Miller, Ken Paxton, and, um, you know, seems to have just from his early finance reports raised a little bit of money to make himself a serious contender. David Lowe is running again against Stephanie Click. And David ran last election cycle against Stephanie Click and got almost 47% of the vote, even though she spent over a million dollars in the Republican runoff. So Stephanie Click is a vulnerable Republican ultimately because she just keeps voting with Democrats. If she stopped voting with Democrats so much, she'd probably be a lot less vulnerable for re-election. But that's her decision. I mean, I don't control any incumbent. They can vote with Democrats however much they want, and they can go back to their district and tell them why they do. But David Lowe is seeking that seat again. Uh, Mayor Don McLaughlin, I think, is the kind of leading contender in Uvalde uh, running to replace Tracy King. Now, this is a district that we will actually likely flip from blue to red. It's the only Democrat district currently represented by a Democrat state representative where Donald Trump won in 2020. So that kind of gives you perspective. There's other districts that we could win, but they would be districts that Joe Biden beat Donald Trump in. Okay, so you're less likely to win some of those seats. This one seems like a more likely to flip red. Don McLaughlin uh, is the mayor of Uvalde and is somebody who a lot of people know. He's the one who yelled at Beto O'Rourke when he came into the press conference that was being held with Ken and Angela Paxton. Governor Abbott was there. He was there. A bunch of community leaders were there. 
following the shooting of Uvalde and Beto O'Rourke came in and tried to make the whole thing about him. And the mayor's the one who like shouted him out and told him to get out of the building. So he's a little bit of a local legend, a good guy, uh, very excited about the potential of him replacing Tracy King, to be completely honest, because uh, just somebody who would be, I mean, not only a Republican, but probably a good Republican. Um, Helen Kerwin is running against Dwayne Burns. Now, Helen Kerwin's mother is Brooke Rollins. Brooke Rollins is kind of a pillar of Texas politics. She helped really take the Texas Public Policy Foundation from a respected think tank to a much larger respected think tank in Texas, um, and then went on to be Donald Trump's domestic policy advisor. Her mother is a former Republican official in the Somerville County area. And uh, Dwayne Burns represents Johnson and Somerville County. He's also one of the 16 incumbents who voted with Democrats against Governor Abbott and the Republican platform and Donald Trump and Ted Cruz and everybody else on school choice. And so he's got opponents there. Jared Woodfill is an attorney who's running against Lacey Hull. Um, I was, Lacey uh, just has a very, I would say liberal Republican voting record as a whole. Um, she's sometimes good, most of the time bad, a big a proponent of impeaching Ken Paxton um, and somebody who has just been more than willing to side with Democrats on some pretty radical policies. If you just kind of go back and look at her record Joe McDaniel is running against Jay Dean. Jay Dean is in uh, the Longview area of East Texas. And so Joe McDaniel is an, a Republican activist and a businessman from East Texas running. Jay Dean is one of the 16 incumbents um, that voted against school choice. John Perez is a sitting school board member who's running against Mano de Ayala, who is a freshman member who replaced Jim Murphy. And Mano was somebody who I thought was going to be a good potential upgrade from Jim Murphy. Jim Murphy was a pretty consistent liberal Republican. Uh, again, nice guy. If you meet him, he actually came into the legislature with my dad in 2006. They were freshmen together. So I don't harbor any ill will against Jim Murphy, other than the fact that he just votes with Democrats a lot. So Mano came in and really everyone, a lot of people thought he was going to vote with Republicans a lot more and uh, didn't end up being the case. So John Perez is a school board member, an engineer, um, kind of a respected, I would say, local community activist and, and official who has decided to run against Mano and seems to have a decent amount of support there. Katrina Pearson is running against Justin Holland. I think I already talked about her. Um, Liz Case is running against Stan Lambert in Abilene. And Liz um, is a Republic, longtime Republican activist who, who anybody who's been really involved in Republican conventions and things like that know that Liz has been around. She's been serving. She's been advocating. She's been fighting for conservative principles and is now challenging Stan Lambert there. He's one of the 16 Republicans that was with teacher unions. Another Republican with teacher unions was Steve Allison, and he's being opposed by Michael Champion and Mark LaHood. And this is in my back. Backyard. I've got family in that district. I literally, um, my church is, I guess, a stone's throw away from the district and I'm eight minutes from the district. And so um, a lot of friends and family in that area. Mark LaHood is probably seen as the more serious challenger against Steve Allison in that race. Michael Champion, I've met him as well. Very nice guy. Um, but Mark has already received the endorsement of Greg Abbott, raised some money. He has name ID because he was the Republican nominee for district attorney two years ago. So already kind of established um, and, and oh, people are aware of who he is. There are two individuals running against J.C. Jaton, but I think the more prominent one is a gentleman named Matt Morgan. Now, J.C. Jaton, I call him the tip of the spear for advancing the transgender or, or 
protecting the transgender movement in Texas would maybe be the way of saying it. Protecting, I don't know if he's trying to advance it, but he's definitely trying to protect it. Um, he fought Tony Tenderholt on an amendment Tony had that said that this grant program that was going to go to build all these mental health care facilities could only be accessed by mental health care facilities that weren't socially transitioning kids with radical transgender ideology. And he got up and convinced 10 Republicans to vote with him and gave a speech against it and basically said, we need to give money to people regardless of whether they're socially transitioning these kids. Very strange and kind of a gross position. And so JC has the opposition to Matt Morgan. Congressman Troy Nels has endorsed Matt Morgan, who's very popular in that area. A lot of conservatives have supported Matt Morgan. He is a longtime Republican conservative activist. Mike Alcott is running against Glenn Rogers. Mike um, is a, you know, a friend of mine. Everyone knows this. I've talked about him on the show before. We already talked about that race, but that's Parker County. And then two counties west of Parker County, Palo County and Stevens County. Okay. So those three counties are what make up that district. Mitch Little, many of you know him from the Ken Paxton trial. I would say after Tony Busby, no offense, Mitch, but after Tony Busby, he was the second most prominent attorney in that trial period. And so Mitch Little is running against Cronda Timish in Louisville, Denton County. And a lot of Republican activists in that area who are also supporting Mitch, he's a very prominent attorney and uh, now probably somebody who who came on on the stage Texas politics wise through the Paxton trial. Shelly Luther is running again against Reggie Smith. She ran two years ago. It was about a, I think it was a 42 to 58% race. And she is running again. Shelly Luther is the salon owner who opened up even when there were shut down orders and kind of rose to prominence as a result of her decision to do that. And so Shelly uh, lives out there in Grayson County and is challenging Reggie Smith. Reggie is also one of those 16 Republicans who voted with teacher unions and the Democrat platform over the Republican platform. Uh, Steve Toth has an opponent. Steve uh, is a friend of mine. He's one of the few conservative fighters in the Texas House of Representatives and uh, has an opponent who's more of a liberal uh, school board member in that area. And so uh, if you're in the kind of Houston area, just be aware of that race that's going on. Tom Glass is running against Stan, Stan Gertis. Tom is a longtime conservative activist. If you uh, aren't following Tom, you should. He has a newsletter he sends out regularly during the session uh, with updates on different bills. He's there working different legislative policy, trying to fight to advance as much conservative policy as possible. Tom is running again against Stan Gertis. That was an open seat two years ago. Tom came just like 100 votes shy of the runoff. And so uh, now he's running against Stan Gertis head to head. Wade Cowan is running against Dustin Burroughs. Other than Dade Phelan, Dustin Burroughs is the one who has killed the second most conservative policy in Texas. So if you're saying, who's killed the most conservative policy in Texas? It's Dade Phelan. You say, well, who's number two? Oh, it's Dustin Burroughs. By, by far and away. Not that other members don't participate, but Dustin Burroughs is probably the second most powerful state representative in Texas, and he has killed a ton of conservative policy that's needed to even like protect children from sexualization and things like that. So it's not okay. Um, and Wade Cowan is a uh, farmer in that area who's decided to run against Dustin Burroughs. Wayne Richard is a businessman and longtime conservative activist who's literally came up in like the Tea Party time, 2008, 2010, running against Matt Shaheen. They're in Plano. West Fordell is running in... Um, now the open Andrew Murr seat, he was running against Andrew Murr, and now he's running against 
uh, Hatch Smith, who's kind of the Andrew Murr handpicked replacement there. Wes is a longtime activist, gun owners of America, state director, so Second Amendment activist and um, somebody who's just respected by a lot of people out there. Chris Spencer and Dale Holes are running against Gary Van Dever. Gary Van Dever is a liberal Republican from Texarkana um, and one of the 16 Republicans that voted with teacher unions. And so Chris Spencer and Dale Holes are two uh, more conservative challengers to Gary who are running. And uh, that is going to be a highly contentious race. I anticipate that race going to a runoff personally, if I were to predict. Josh Feirstein has the America First Network. Um, has done several other things in business and is running against Keith Bell. And that is Kaufman and Henderson County. If you're in that area, Josh Feuerstein is running against Keith Bell. Jay Curtis is a gentleman who's running against Cody Harris. Um, Paulette Carson is running against Trent Ashby. Trey, I'm trying to go through these because these are there's more to go through, but I just want to give you all kind of this perspective. There's an open seat, Kyle Casal seat. You have John Harvey Slocum, Trey Wharton, Ben Bias. They're probably all more conservative than Kyle Casal. The important thing there is getting the most conservative we can um, to replace Kyle Casal. Maureen Bell, I believe, is a woman named running against Will Metcalf. Janice Holt is running against Ernest Bales. Janice ran last time, got a decent amount of support. So she's running again, trying to kind of build um, a base of support against Ernest. Ernest was at the the forefront of all this Colony Ridge stuff. He's also one of the 16 Republicans uh, that opposed Governor Abbott's school choice agenda. Janine Chapa is running against Terry Wilson. She's a longtime Republican activist, precinct chairman, got a lot of support from the grassroots there. Lisa Ramirez is running against Greg Bonin. Hillary Hickland is running against Hugh Shine. Uh, Hillary was somebody who was down in the Capitol advocating for uh, conservative policy, especially the policy where we were trying to get pornography out of school libraries. And so she was kind of front and center active in that policy debate and is now running against Hugh Shine, who's one of the most liberal Republicans in Austin. Kerry Kingsbury is running against David Spiller. Again, David Spiller, I mentioned earlier because he was the one who came out and said, I'm not with Glenn Rogers. Uh, and and it's one of the reasons he might have done that is because he's got his own race that he's dealing with. Kerry Kingsbury is a uh, Republican, active Republican in, uh, I can't remember which county she lives in, maybe Montag County, but she's an active Republican at one of the Republican clubs there, a businesswoman. Um, Stormy Bradley is running against Drew Darby. Drew Darby is, again, one of the more liberal Republicans. He's also uh, kind of a staple of San Angelo and a little bit of a pillar there. Not the easiest guy to defeat, but Stormy Bradley is also not she's not a nobody running. She's a sitting school board member. Um, from all accounts, she's working very hard out there. Tim Greeson is running against Stan Kitzman and Stan Kitzman's one of those 11 Republicans that wanted your taxpayer dollars to go to socially transition kids, um, go to these institutions that are going to build more facilities so they can socially transition more kids. So that's Stan Kitzman for you. Uh, he really does need to kind of wake up. Stan was somebody who showed up and everybody's like, I think he's going to be pretty good. And other than being for school choice, he was pretty bad. And so uh, I don't think that Stan meant, I don't know. Some of these people you show up and you go, I don't know if you mean to be as bad as you are, or if this is just really who you are. Um, Ken King is being opposed by a woman named Karen Post. And Ken King is again, one of the 10 most liberal Republicans in the Texas house. Um, 
Karen is a Republican chairman in Hale County, if I get that right. I'm doing this from memory, so I, I don't have like all these notes in front of me. I just have the names. So I'm just telling y'all what I recall or remember or know from conversations I've had. But Karen Post is the Hale County GOP chair, I believe, and is running against Ken King. He's also one of the 16 Republicans. Brent Schofield is a former school board member who's running against Giovanni Capriglioni. Um, and then Jack Reynolds is running against Charlie Guerin, uh, who is a longtime liberal Republican. Chad Carnahan is running against Angie Chen Button. Chad, uh, for anybody who's in Dallas County, they probably know Chad. He's a conservative Republican activist from that area. Angie Chen, consistent liberal Republican. Bianca Gracia is running against Briscoe Kane. Briscoe Kane, again, is somebody who the way Briscoe does it is he's like, I'm going to vote right on most votes. On most votes up or down, I'm going to vote on the right side. But on the really big ones that leadership really needs me on, I'm going to be there, like impeaching the attorney general or like stopping uh, the ban on Democrat chairs. And then he'll actually go and I, you know, posted there's a speech that Briscoe Kane made literally saying I'd rather some Democrats be chairman than some Republicans. And this was his way of ingratiating himself with House leadership. Uh, you know, sad reality where at any point Briscoe could have decided last session, I'm just not on the train. I don't want to be on this you know, team that's killing all this conservative policy. And all it would have taken was saying, showing an ounce of independence by saying, I'm not going to vote to impeach Ken Paxton, right? Not only did he vote to impeach Ken Paxton, he then was one of the managers that went to the Senate and told them Ken Paxton was guilty. So Bianca Grassi is a conservative activist in Houston area uh, in Harris County, and she is running against Briscoe Kane. Now, I think that's all the races. I mean, there may be a couple that I didn't mention because um, I just like wrote them all down before I started to try to overview them with you. Because if you're somebody who's looking across the state, maybe you have a district, maybe there's districts next to you that you care more about because there's a more serious race over there. But be aware that there's a lot of races going on in Texas. I haven't seen this many at any time in Texas history that I'm aware of. Maybe the Sharpstown scandal when everybody got opposed because they were all corrupt. But literally, uh, you have a massive amount of races that everyone's following because there's a ton of people that have stepped up. And I just wanted to give you all a little bit of a preview of everything that's going on. It's an exciting time to be in Texas politics and following what's going on. A lot of you are stepping up. A lot of people out there are stepping up. And why are we engaged? Because we care about the future of Texas. And so that's why we come to you every week and give you a little snippet of what's going on and some of the things for you to be aware of. I hope this has been helpful for you, and I look forward to coming to you next week. May God bless you, and may God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Macias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.